and the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Baseball's a funny game, isn't it? You get swept by the Dodgers, and then you win the first two to claim the series against another first-place team, the best record in the American League, the Texas Rangers. Brewers win 6-1. to one. The offense showed up. Freddie was great, and they didn't need to worry about mopping up this one. Fun one today. Craig Kishan is going to join us in just a little bit. I'm Dominic Catronio, 855-616-1620. Once again, 855 855- 616-1620. Just save it in your phone as WTMJ. If you want to call, if you want to text, if you want to join us on the program, we'll be with you for the next hour reacting to a Brewers Series victory, which is all the more important because we begin the show with a quick standings reminder and a look at scoreboard watching. 38 games to go now for the Brew Crew. The Cubs won earlier today, so they remain three games back of the Brewers. The Reds are getting in action right now against the Blue Jays. They're through three innings in Cincinnati, scoreless in that game. A reminder, Brewers up by two games on the Reds, three games on the Cubs. It will remain the same with at least, you know, given with the victory. If the Reds lose, they will fall to three games back with 38 games to go. Scoreboard watching season is in full swing right now. Brewers get the win. They're 67 and 57. Back to 10 games above 500. The winning pitcher, Freddie Peralta. And that's where I'm going to start with this one. Man, he had one bad inning. I think it was so gutty and great trust by Craig Council to go to to Freddie. 40 pitch third inning. A 40 pitch third inning would derail. Most other starters in this league, and maybe it would have derailed Freddie earlier in this season. Think about how many times we were seeing long innings from him. It was the third time in his career he's had a 40-pitch inning, but the first time he didn't allow at least four runs in such inning. That was a big growing up start for him because from there in, he was a different pitcher. He was attacking, he was finding the zone, he was confident, and his stuff was working. It was a miracle that he got out of that without any damage Further, especially given he had the bases loaded and a full count on Adolis Garcia, who leads the American League and runs batted in, and he gets him to pop out on a 3-2 pitch. That was the moment, obviously a difference-making moment segment coming up later, but that was the moment that Freddie says, okay, my stuff's good today, my stuff's elite today. He finished with 11 strikeouts, didn't walk another batter after that long third inning as well. And for counsel, Bally Sports Wisconsin's camera showed this Council between innings, between the fifth and the sixth innings, uh, going over to Freddie. He was at 94 pitches after five innings. He goes to Freddie, checks in on him. Freddie was convincing. I'm not a very good lip reader, but the point was Council essentially said, go get him in the sixth. He did allow one base runner, which is probably the reason why he wasn't able to finish the sixth inning. He matched his career high with 109 pitches. First time he's reached that mark in two years. What a great start for Freddie, despite that big third inning. It's not what you do in the moment. You put a run on the board, that's all that matters. I don't care how many pitches it takes. And Freddie understands that when he's, his fastball command was a little all over the place today, but the curveball was incredible as well. The curveball uh, today, he threw 26 curveballs. 20 of them were for strikes. He was 
in fuego with that pitch. And let me give you some numbers here, some data to back things up with Freddie Peralta, and we'll talk about this with Craig Kishon in just a little bit as well. Since July 1st, Freddie Peralta now has a 42.2% whiff rate. That means total swings divided by, or swings and misses divided by total swings, okay? Not just all the pitches you've thrown. It's only the pitches swung at and how many of those pitches were whiffed. 42.2% is his whiff rate since July 1st. That is the best rate among starters in all of baseball. It only trails two players. Felix Bautista, the great splitter fastball combo for the Orioles, and Devin Williams. Those are the only two players that Freddie Peralta is trailing right now in whiff rate since July 1st. Dominant stuff right now from Freddie. And it fires me up to see him really turning a corner for the last month and a half or so. Given I've been a believer, I've been banging on that drum for a long time, that Freddie is a legitimate Cy Young Award candidate. He would have been in 2021 if he qualified for the amount of innings. He gets hurt last season. He gets off to a slow start this year. But since late June, early July, he has been a different pitcher. And it's going to be a major reason why the Brewers are going to continue to hang on in this playoff hunt. He earns his 10th win as a decision today as the starter. He matches his career high for wins in a season from that awesome 2021 season when he had a 281 ERA, 10-5 record. Winning losses doesn't really matter all that much. But I'm looking at similarities from that season and this season. Now, the strikeouts, he's only about half a strikeout less on average than he was in 2021, but the injury, of course, scared everybody. He's now at 168 strikeouts in 133 innings or so. So he's only nine innings shy of what he finished with in 2021. He hasn't missed a start this season. He's got an opportunity to cross 200 strikeouts for the first time in his career. He finished five strikeouts shy in 2021. And not to put the cart before the horse here, but let's be real. There's a reason why there are so many experts in the game that fear the Brewers in a short series. If they can survive a wild card round, win a series, a three-game series against that wild card team, if they win the Central, you're going to line up Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta is your if necessary in Game 3. Now, it depends on how things end at the regular season, right? Who is needed in that final series of the year? Do the Brewers even get the luxury to set up their pitching like they would hope. Now, that remains to be seen. Keep that in mind. But if all things were equal and you get the matchups that you want and you get uh, a clinch early before that final week and you can set your rotation, having Freddie Peralta as your just-in-case for Game 3 for a do-or-die game, sign me up. Furthermore, if you manage to win that series in two games, Freddie Peralta is your Game 1 starter in the DS, which means... If you only finished it in two games, you get a couple extra off days, which means you can go Freddie, Burns, Woodruff, and then you only need one more start from Wade Miley, and then you're good to go. You're back to your rotation. That's why everyone's scared of the Brewers on top of what's going on with their bullpen right now. Abner Uribe was great today. He made Marcus Simeon look silly. Good on uh, McGill to close things out in the ninth without any sweats. Uh, it, it was a uh, Yoel Piams, no sweat as well for him. Just a good game, top to bottom. Complete team win today. 15 hits in a 6-1 win as well. 
Back-to-back games with double-digit hits, 29 hits over the last two games. That's the best back-to-back game stretch the Brewers have had this season. I look at this for the crew, and I look at an opportunity for a sweep against the Rangers after a demoralizing series against L.A. And I know we joked about it with Jeff Cirillo on Thursday night, but also it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. The Brewers have an opportunity to sweep a first-place team tomorrow and the team with the best record in the Ameri- second-best record in the American League. What? I mean, it's not all the skies falling all the time. When the team is playing well, you have to recognize it. And when Craig Council's hitting the right buttons, you have to recognize it, like he did with the pinch hitters today. Bringing in Weimer for free, like I was like, what? What's going on? Weimer gets a knock, scores a run, plays good defense. Marcana comes in, he goes two for three off the bench for Rowdy Teles. Rowdy had a slow start, first game back, but there's going to be a short leash with him anyway, 0 for 2 today. Or how about the fact that, uh, you know, going to Hobie Milner when he did, one walk, a couple strikeouts, no big deal for Hobie. Uribe got the one out that he needed to get with with uh, Simeon. Pioms, 1-2-3 with a pair of strikeouts. Or, sorry, one base runner with a pair of strikeouts. And then McGill slams the door. 18 strikeouts for the Brewers pitching staff. That's the most the Rangers have had in the game all season long. Their previous high was 16. And they'd only... They only struck out more than 14 times once. It was just that 16. And they just struck him out 18 times today. That vaunted offense. Fantastic stuff right now for the crew and the pitching staff. It's not the pitching's fault. When they get a little bit of offense, man, they look unbeatable sometimes. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Oh, by the way, 18 strikeouts for the Brewers pitching staff matches their season high, which they had done twice previously against the Cincinnati Reds. Everything's coming up roses today for the Brew crew. Get to a few of these texts as well. This one from Aaron in Illinois. Great game. Too much to like. Santana doing exactly what he was brought here to for. Adamas, of course, looks like he's really seeing the ball well. Difference-making moment for Aaron is Freddie getting Garcia to pop out in the third with the bases loaded and two outs. You think Abner is earning his way to Council's A-list bullpen? Absolutely. He's already in the A-list bullpen there, Aaron. Judging by the last two games, he had the seventh inning last night. He got he got maybe the second-best hitter in the lineup today in Simeon, even though the game was still a four-run lead, but he didn't want to have any funny business there. I thought that was huge. Abner is in the A-bullpen right now, to say the least. Right now. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Brewers get the victory 6-1. to They'll go for the sweep tomorrow against the Rangers. Craig Kishon's going to join us in just a little bit. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers win. 855-616-1620 if you want to join us. 6-1. to final today. 855-616-1620. I'm Dominic Catronio. Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with the local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, Member FDIC. Craig Sean getting all set up here after his television duties have finished. He will be joining us momentarily as the Brewers win this one by a final of 6-1. to one. I want to remind you to check out the poll I've got up on my Twitter after wins. We asked the fans, who is your player of the game? 
And uh, today's is a very interesting poll because, really, I don't think there's a wrong answer in this one today. The poll results right now are overwhelmingly for Willie Adamas. There's about 20 minutes left on that poll if you want to check it out, at Dom underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. It's between Willie, Freddie, and Carlos Santana. And a few of my favorite responses from that one, Gimme Freddie, that third where he got out of the jam, could have been the difference between a win and a loss. Gotta be Willie, hope he stays hot, good for the team. Sam says all three. Another Richard says Willie with the heart emoji. He needed it, uh, to say the least. And we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of the uh, psyche here for Willie Adamas. It's only the second time in his career he's had a game where he's reached base five times. The previous time in 2021, back in July. And 4-for-4 four four with a walk, a homer, an RBI as well. All five plate appearances ended with two strikes. And we're working on it, trying to see if that has ever happened. The player not be retired and have all five plate appearances end with two strikes. That would be some absolutely freakish stuff from Willie Adamas. And and for a guy that's had so much trouble with swing and take decisions, chasing out of the zone. Now, everyone's going to chase every now and then. That's part of the game. That's why we keep track of it. But you see what he's done in this series now. Three hits yesterday, four hits today. He's 7 for 9 at the plate here against the Rangers after going 0 for 4 with four strikeouts in the finale against the Dodgers on Thursday. To see him bounce back and put his money where his mouth is in a way, you know, because he was one of the guys like wearing it the other day in L.A., talking to the media, saying he needs to be better. He was the final out of that one nothing game to get swept. There, There's a lot that is on the shoulders of Willie Adamas. And right now, the Brewers are going to have to rely on him to get to the promised land and trust that he's going to get there. As uh, Craig Kishon is with us now here on WTMJ. Uh, Sam, we do have him connected here, right? Just want to make sure that we're all good to go because I want Craig's take on this. I know he can hear me that Willie Adamas is everything for the crew, and it matters. When Willie's producing, it's not a coincidence that the Brewers are winning, and he's not going anywhere, Craig. This is your everyday shortstop. And I, there's not a better replacement on this roster. When Willie wins, everybody wins for the Brewers. Well, I think that's the bottom line, Dom, and it just can't be ignored that when he has struggled mightily, it's just been tough for the Brewers to continue to win. I mean, they've they've got a good team, and you know we saw the stretch where you know during the second half after the All Star break, where in, in a ten game stretch they just alternated wins and losses, and. You know, it, it's just how it's gone, though, for Willie and the reflection he has with the team. He was slumping during that whole time. So maybe a game they pick him up. Maybe maybe a game they just flat out win. Maybe a game they just flat out lose. So, um, But the last couple of days, I think it's been really significant. And, you know, you win nine to eight games like Friday night because of what he continues to do at a high level. Another high-level performance today and he makes sure that the Rangers aren't in this game at all. You know, he backs up his pitcher, and it was just it was just a good good win today for the Brewers. And you know, he had everything to do with it. Yeah, this is a game for Willie 
that, you know, we, we talked about yesterday's game, and I don't want to sound like I'm poo-pooing yesterday's game when he gets three hits, but you, you can tell on the eye test, it wasn't quite all there. He didn't hit a ball hard. He found a couple holes, but hey, we're just asking for contact yesterday, but today we saw hard contact, and most importantly, we talked about this today during the game, Craig, he used the other side of the field. Yeah, that was uh, that was so good to see. I mean, it was pretty easy to see the swings today that that he was barreling up better. Uh, those were major league hits today. Yesterday, um, they were they were a different brand of three singles. Today, much different. And to see him go the other way was like uh, celebrating a, a, a birthday party. It's been it seems like it's been that long. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it did mean so much to the team at that point. I mean, it's a two-to-one game in the sixth inning, and he starts to open things up a little bit there. And he's feeling it right now. And for guys like this who, who kind of strive on uh, adrenaline and winning, he's definitely near the top of that category in baseball. And, and for most of this year, it just hasn't been that way. So, But going the other way, that's also been kind of a lost start with him, too. And if he's going to start using all fields like we're seeing here in this series, um, this is this is uh, going to spell a lot of damage here for opposing pitching. Uh, I, I like these couple of texts that have come in, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, taking a breather from the offense and the uh, Willie Adamas love. A couple of MVP votes have come in for Craig Council today, Craig, and – this text saying Craig Council is masterful at forcing moves from the opposing manager. Council will put the Brewers in the, into the best possible situation to win the division. Another text saying my MVP vote is for Craig Council. After how bad Willie looked against the Dodgers, most managers would have sat him for the weekend. Once again, he proves he understands the major league athlete at a different level. And I'll put my hand up on this, Craig. You heard me today pregame. When Rowdy came back in the order and we saw that he's in the lineup as a DH, I audibly said, man, I... I thought Rowdy would bat fifth and Willie would bat sixth. I would flip those guys. And look, Willie made me eat my words, and Willie did his job. Willie went 4-4. Four, four. Now, I'm not expecting 4-4 four, four, four every night, but Craig Council deserves some love for how much he has believed and stuck with him. I'm not saying it's been perfect to a T. I love that he gave him a couple days off last week, but Craig Council knows something that I think the rest of the public doesn't know of why he's believed in Willie Adamas so staunch as, as he has to this point. Well, I mean, the point you brought up that, you know, he knows his players and he played this game. He understands more than anybody what it takes from every single position, from every single long grinding day and long grinding season and to get traded and to try to perform for a new team. All those things, you know, he's got down. And he he also, by the way, does a a pretty doggone good job with uh, how he handles bullpens. And if, if he can do that, um, then I think handling some position players um, like he has with Willie Adamas here in this one, it just goes to show that you got to show that you still have confidence in high-level players. And, and that's really – I mean, look, it's really hard to do because Council got criticized for a long period of time for not giving Willie a day off before – he did, or not moving him down in the batting order before he did. But um, 
you know, he decided to move him down after a couple of days off, and it, it's, it's starting to pay off a little bit here. This team still needs to click. There's a lot of guys that are in and out of lineups every single day just because of uh, who's pitching or, or whatever the matchups might be. This is not a one through nine solid lineup, uh, but you know somewhere in the middle of all that, Willie Domus is going to be there, and his manager, thankfully, has believed in him because – as we keep saying, Dom, if Willie does the job and as Willie goes, the Brewers go, and that's pretty much the bottom line here. A reminder, the player of the game poll is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Uh, given my first segment while waiting for you to join us was mostly about Freddie Peralta, I do want to get your thoughts on Freddie today because the curve was curving, the fastball a bit erratic at times, but was good. And 11 strikeouts against that offense is 11 strikeouts, man. That was an impressive display and kind of something that's becoming routine here in the second half of Freddie Peralta. What did you make of his start today? Well, it's funny because uh, I'm not 100% sure if I've got the numbers right on there, but three of his strikeouts on curveballs and, what, six or seven on on his fastball and maybe one on a sinker or slider. Um, But whatever those numbers are, it it seemed like the curveball today was really unbelievable. And just to see it go to work against so many batters here, whether it, it it got a strikeout, Dom, or at least set up the strikeout on a two-strike pitch. I mean, he he's looking superb here, and I I truly can't believe we're doing a show on a Brewer victory and as dominant as it turned out to be when he had a forty-pitch third inning and only gave up a run. I mean, I I just I mentioned to you during the game. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. We've seen. A lot of pitchers blow up in one inning, whether it's Brewer pitchers or opposing pitchers. You don't escape that giving up one run. And maybe you're adding magician to Fast Freddy's title now. I'm not sure, but uh, it was quite an escape artist performance, that's for sure, in that that inning. I don't know how he got through it, but uh, the guy's in a groove here right now, and I, I hope he can stay in it for this final, what, 35, 40 games coming up here. Yep, 38 games to go, so you would figure he's probably got seven-ish more starts down the stretch here, and the Brewers are 10 games above five hundred, guaranteed to remain two games clear in the Central, which is essentially three games clear because they have the tiebreaker on the Cincinnati Reds. And, oh, by the way, the Blue Jays have taken a 3-1 to one lead on the Reds right now in the bottom of the fourth inning out in Cincinnati. So there's some good news here in the middle of the show as well. We'll get to our difference-making moment, some more thoughts about the offense as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 if you want to join us on the program today. Just getting rolling with Craig Sean right here on WTMJ. I'm Dom Catronio, Craig Kishon with us, 6-1, they beat the Rangers, and in the time we were in that commercial break, Craig, a two-run homer from T.J. Friedel has tied the game. Of course. Yeah. Sorry, of not course. a two-run homer, but rather, uh, the point is they tied the game, Friedel hit a homer, uh, looks like De La Cruz has a triple and an RBI, so... Uh, yeah, the Reds, that's what they do. They, they score runs. Chris Bassett on the mound on the other side uh, for the Blue Jays. 
But the point is, they're going to be at least two games up, no matter what, since they got the victory today. Uh, Let's talk a little more offense here before we actually give the difference-making moment, because very quietly now, William Contreras leads all of baseball in doubles in the second half. 15th double today. It was an excuse me double, but who cares? They're all line drives in the box score. I just sit here. I'm sitting here August 19th, and I still can't believe the Brewers got him and Yoel Piomps and a prospect for Este Uri Ruiz. I, I, I still can't believe it actually happened. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's something, man. It, it really is to, to look at the deals that they've made. Uh, even the, the midseason deals uh, here today really paying off with Santana. Uh, can a couple of base hits. I mean, they're driving in runs. Uh, they're hitting home runs. Um, but, yeah, the William Contreras deal, uh, I've said this before. I, I would not want to meet that guy in a dark alley. I, I definitely want him on my side. He's just got that uh, competitiveness to him. And the other thing I like today after he hit that, that double, and it was hustle double, um, sliding in belly first into second base there. And before he even got up, he's just smiling, looking right over into that dugout, kind of like, you know I'm doing this for you guys. Um, he's a heck of a teammate, and he's doing a great job behind the plate. It, it seems like we're seeing him six out of the seven days a week, and uh, I don't know if we'll see him behind the plate tomorrow. It's probably going to be Caratini, but um, what a pickup, man. It's uh, I love steel deals like that, the ones that fly under the radar a little bit, and when it's happening, you're going, wait, what? what just happened? They did what? And then to have it pay off is remarkable. He's been awesome, and I'm glad he brought up the acquisitions, too, given Canna comes off the bench, gets a couple of knocks. He's been swinging a hot bat as of late. Uh, Santana's been great, and and I'm really excited because, look, there's some negativity, and I hate negativity. You know this. There's a lot of negativity in my mentions. Whenever I share Santana does something well in this last week. He's had a great road trip, and he's had a great... Even that last homestand against the Rockies, he started to start churn. But remember, he was sick during that homestand, and he really was fighting through it, trying to get healthy, because they needed a few more days before Rowdy came back. And now he's healthy, and he's getting things going. And I'm sick of the, oh, he finally got his OPS over 600. Stop with that. Stop with that. It's a small sample size. And these are the same people that were complaining about Christian Yelich in April, so miss me with that. Santana was brought here to help the offense, and he's helping the offense. He has the most home runs in the second half for any Brewer, and he's missed you know, the, four, the first 14 games of the second half. He was a part of the Pirates. He's got six homers now. What's there to complain about with this guy? Yeah, nothing, absolutely nothing. And, and he was brought here to, to do a part, and the part I'm talking about up and down this lineup, Dom, is somebody uh, has to combine with – um, other batters that get on base and, and then hit a big home run like we saw in last night's game uh, from Santana, deliver an RBI double to stretch this lead out to 5-1 to one like we, we saw in the seventh. Same with Canna coming in, doing similar things as a pinch hitter uh, and becoming the DH the rest of the game. He ended up with a couple of hits. Uh, you need to ride, guys, and, and right now, you know, you add Adamas into the mix. We've already talked about him. But prior to that, you know, Yelich and Contreras were an unbelievable one-two punch uh, to get on base and, and to keep the Brewers afloat, if you will, and, and guide them back in the first place. Now, 
Now Yelich has has been pretty quiet. Contreras got his double here today, but now you're relying on on the other guys along the way, and that's you know that's fantastic to see. This is how you carry your team down the stretch. You can't expect everybody to be hot all at the same time. You don't really want that necessarily. You want guys to be able to take their turns, but yet all at the same time feel like they're contributing. And uh, these wins uh, turn into, to me, victories. There's wins and then there's victories. And I think last night, you know, they, they just hung on. That was, you know, all these games are turning into big victories for the Brewers to maintain their lead in first and, and hopefully before this is all up at the end of September. Uh, on the Yelich conversation, and then we'll get to our difference-making moment, he went 0 for 5 today with five ground outs. Uh, he has not had a day off for 40 straight games. Now, he did, of course, get the All-Star break, as many folks were hoping he would be an All-Star, but he wasn't. But he has played every Brewer game. He has started every Brewer game for the last 40 straight days. You've got an off day on Monday and an off day on Thursday. And by the way, Andrew Monasterio hasn't had an off day in the second half either. And Andrew got a knock today, but he had been scuffling the last few days. I wouldn't put it past Craig Council to say, hey, Yelly, we've won the series. It's Max Scherzer going tomorrow. You're not feeling great at the plate right now. Take the double day off. You know, getaway day, off day Monday. I would love to see a little reset opportunity for Christian Yelich given, hey, great job, dude. You've done enough. Just take a quick breather for us, brother. Yeah, I think I think I would like to see that trigger pulled more often than it is with counts. But, hey, if he does it tomorrow and it pays off, then you can get more texts from uh, – from your listeners here that say, you know, you're going to vote for the manager to be the player of the game again. Um, I mean, it, it's necessary. I, I would like to see it too. It seems to make sense. That's a lot of times how they truly give guys breaks. It's not always just giving them the game off, but uh, pairing it with an actual day off on the schedule as well. And that, that would be uh, really good to see, I think, because I, you know, I, today I was a little bit concerned about, about the at-bats. I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at this. It was uh, uh, ground out to the pitcher, uh, ground out to second, ground out to second, ground out to the pitcher, and then first base unassisted. I mean, that's that's scuffling right there, unfortunately. So I'd I'd, uh, I'd offer that day off tomorrow. I'd I'd like to see that as well. Let's get to our difference-making moment before you let you go. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. It's from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference at Annex. They provide elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com. Craig, I think we're going to have a similar one here, but what was your difference-making moment? Well, I mean, it was Garcia uh, popping out in foul territory in the third inning to end that huge, huge inning that Freddie was pinned with the 40 pitches, only giving up one run. I mean, bases loaded. You get you get one of the best hitters in the game, 30 home runs and 92 RBIs on the season. Um, they rely him for, obviously, driving in runs when the opportunity's there. And, and uh, he scuffled today, but Freddie had his number, and Obviously, to me, you're only holding holding the Rangers to one run during that entire, it seemed like an hour-long inning. Um, I don't know what else could be the difference maker. It has to be, right? I mean, 
you you were ahead of him with 0 and 2 as well, and you had his number all day with how many times he was chasing elevated fastballs. But yeah, he leads the American League and runs batted in. He's the cleanup hitter for a reason. He's maybe the most underrated player in baseball this season, and you got him. So good job, Freddie. And as nightmare of an inning that was, he got into the sixth inning and helped save the bullpen and Hobie and and Uribe and Piomps bridge things to get some more insurance, and then McGill closes things out, which means you can use the entire complement of your bullpen tomorrow heading into the off day on Monday. They'll have to do it, though, against Mad Max Scherzer, who they've already beat twice this season, twice at the Mets. They see him for a third time now in a new uniform, and hopefully it's not those City Connects because those are hideous. (laughs) Yeah, please give up on those. Hit some more home runs against Max tomorrow. Uh, I love the fact that they've had success this season, and they're going to face him in a big game tomorrow. Uh, two first-place teams going at it. This this series is not disappointed. Obviously, getting two wins uh, in the first two games has been huge, but what a, what a road trip uh, this has been to go and sweep the White Sox to start it out, then get swept by the Dodgers in the next three games, and now having an opportunity to close it out uh, with a second sweep in one series alone. Uh, some unheard of things going on here, but we'll see if they get the job done. It would really kind of, as I've talked about before, right, where they've had the tough stretch against teams like the Nationals and the A's uh, and and the Rockies earlier in the year, but then, you know, there were eight games under five hundred against those three teams at one point, but there were eight games over five or seven games over five hundred against the Reds this year, so it's just like, Everything cancels out. So you get swept by the Dodgers, but you sweep the Rangers. Those cancel each other out. And you come back home for a border battle and then the Padres? I mean, sign me up. I mean, the Brewers could essentially eliminate the Padres this weekend, which I love that. And uh, the border battle always always has juice, and we'll have plenty to talk about coming up this week. Craig and Sean are back with us tomorrow. Thanks, as always, for your insight. And uh, let's go get a sweep tomorrow, shall we? All right, I'm in. I've got the broomsticks. I've got everything ready to go, man. The dust pans. Let's do it. You're going to go watch the Packers first. I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, say goodbye so I can go watch the kickoff, Dom. I'm just holding you a little bit longer. I'm pulling on the collar. <laughs> I'm pulling on the leash. You can't go yet. You can't go yet. It's all good. Craig Kishan joining us here on WTMJ. All right, we'll take a quick breather. Come back with more after this on WTMJ. Rolling on with the program. We're with you for another 25 minutes or so here at the top of the hour reset. Brewers win 6-1. to one. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. If you want to text, if you want to call, if you want to hang out, sit back, relax as the Brew Crew gets ready to go for a sweep tomorrow against the Rangers. Who's Hot is brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical Trusting your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider. And it's their end-of-summer sales event. Save up to $2,000 on qualifying Daikin, furnace, or AC units. That's all the way through the end of the month. Schedule your appointment today and view all other promotions at Cider. S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families. Since 1912. Now, I'm going to go outside the Brewers here real quick. I'm going to give you the team they just faced. The uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. 
The Dodgers, they got beat yesterday by the Marlins, and they came right back. They were down one nothing for the majority of the game against the uh, Marlins and Yuri Perez, and they beat up David Robertson in the bottom of the eighth inning to come back and win them that game in game one. They're getting ready for game two because of Hurricane Hillary on the way to the West Coast, which is a weird sentence to say, but the Dodgers. They've only lost two games in the month of August. Two! Playing a doubleheader today, they'll have tomorrow off as they're trying to get out of the way of this storm, bringing some heavy, soaking, flooding rain uh, to the southwest, which, quite frankly, needs it. You know, a lot of drought. Remember remember where your food comes from? A lot of it California. So uh, Mother Nature sending some rain. Need it. Love it. All good things right now down in the west. But that, that's my pick for who's hot. It's, it's actually kind of bonkers to think about what they've got going on right now. As I look at this lineup, and I, I touched on it briefly there with Craig, bringing things back to the Brewers. I, I really want Yelly to take a day off. And I, I tweeted this, and I want to you know put some context to it. The graphs that I tweeted about my concerns about Christian Yelich's barrel rate and his slug here the last couple months here as things have kind of slowly backtracked on, the, uh, on, on Christian Yelich's line. Now, am I complaining about Yelich and his production at this point in the year, absolutely not. He has earned a little bit of leeway right now uh, as far as what he's done production-wise for this crew, and they wouldn't be where they are right now without Yelly having the season he's having. But some folks are saying, oh, relax, it's just a little mini slump. Don't worry about it. But the reason why I brought this to attention, it suggests that A, he could use a day off, but B, this isn't just like a week-long thing. This is a month thing that his barrel rate is now approaching and almost equal to what it was in April. Remember how bad things looked in April. I don't want this to be a festering thing that suddenly continues to drop into September and into October in the most important games of the year. It's Everyone can have a slump. I totally get that. And I wasn't expecting him to keep a 12% barrel rate like he was having, which is absolutely ridiculous. But if he can live somewhere in the 8 to 10 range, that would be a great hitter. But the fact that he's down to a 4% barrel rate, barrel rate, if you're not understanding, means exit velocity plus optimum launch angle, right? I like barrel rate better than hard hit rate sometimes because hard hit rate counts all batted balls as equal, meaning if you hit a ground ball straight into the turf at 115 miles an hour, that still is rated as a hard hit, but it's obviously not a barrel because a barrel is considered the optimum launch conditions. You need to hit a ball at least 98 miles an hour in a certain window of launch angle. Now, that window of launch angle increases with every mile an hour of exit velocity, and there's data to prove this, that the harder you hit the ball, the more likely you are to get a hit. You're at batting average jumps. And when I look at with Yelich, he's still hitting the ball hard, but suddenly a lot more ground balls, suddenly not as much slug, a lot more bloop doubles, not driven doubles into the gaps. Now, is Yelly going to fix this? Yes, he's a professional hitter. He knows what he's doing. The reason I brought it up is because in September, he needs to get back to more of a what he was doing, a little less than what he was doing in June because he was ridiculous in June. But if he can improve where he's at right now, nip it in the bud as soon as possible, the Brewers are going to be in a much better position to succeed down the stretch. He and Contreras have carried the top half of this order all the way into the end of the first half. 
Now they're getting a little bit of support the last week or two, which is a great sign to see. But I don't want Yelich to completely disappear. So I just wanted to bring it up, put a little context. I'm not sounding an alarm, but it's just troubling. I'm a little concerned that if that line, you can go to my Twitter at Dom underscore Catronio, continues to fall, September is going to be very, very tough on Yelly at the top of this order. I still want him batting leadoff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling him to get out of the order. But I would be a fan, like I said with Craig, to Craig Council, hey, man, let's give Yelly the double day off here. Let's 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 let him have a breather. Scherzer-itis, if you will. Because remember, he had the double day off coming back from Seattle in that first long trip of the year. He came, still came off the bench and provided a double, and the Brewers got things going. Doesn't mean he's completely unavailable tomorrow, but I would like to see him out of the starting lineup, give him a little reset, get the double day, and come back home to get ready for the border battle. That's that's just my two cents on it. Uh, we're going to hear from the manager himself, Craig Council. He had himself a heck of a day. The pinch hitters, the bullpen, everything. Brewers win 6-1, 855-616-1620, right here on WTMJ. All right, welcome back. Dom Catronio here, heading toward the downhill section of the program. Highlights coming up in just a little bit. Also give you a score update of that Reds-Blue Jays game. There is some good news to report. But first, let's hear from the skipper. Brewers win 6-1. to Here's what Craig Council had to say after the game. Well, it's great for sure. Um, you know, we, we need production from everybody. Um, and, you know, when guys can kind of take turns, and pick each other up. That's that's a big thing. And um, you know, guys like Christian and William have have been our you know driving forces offensively this year. And, and for Willie to to pick up and pick those guys up and have a big day, that's that's great. And when he's going well, he's going all fields. He's hitting with power, and that seems like what he's doing here these last couple of games. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no question. It's you know, it's it's that fine line of like you know the pitter knows that right center is is great you know but it's like hey let's hit it to right center it's not that not that easy right and it's it's kind of how your swing's working and and uh staying on the ball the right way and, and he's definitely doing that right now all of his plate appearances are with two strikes uh, for him to have the day that he did considering that I mean, is that a really encouraging sign of yeah i mean that's that's hard to do for first of all um you know get four two strike hits um but uh you know i think he's i think he's just his swing decisions, it speaks to his swing decisions are in a good place right now. The way you guys started today with Carlos going deep, you know, the, the bunt hit by Sal, it just, it's kind of like a carryover from last night, wasn't it? it was yeah, it, it felt, you know, this is, it's felt like pressure, you know, there's been pressure on them um, throughout the game, and, you know, we probably left some guys on base today, but we, we made them crack eventually and, and got enough runs across the board. About Freddie getting through that third inning, I'm sure you were getting close to a. Yeah, there. I mean there was. Yeah, we had Bryce Wilson, um, you know, getting ready to go. Um, you know, to give. I think he threw 40 pitches and gave up one run, and it's just they did a nice job making it tough. I mean, he was so locked in kind of early, and then he was frankly locked in after that too. So um, they they just made him work on some pitches. Um, credit to them. It's a, it's a very good very good lineup, and um, but he stuck to it and gritted through it and gutted through it and it's a one run one run inning despite having to work so hard. It was just the stretch overall that he's on right now, Craig, four straight wins for him now. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about this before, you know, earlier when he was getting not the results that he wanted and it 
you know, it never looked far off. Not, nothing, nothing looked like, oh, this we've got to make a major adjustment here. It didn't look like that, and I think this is just a um, result of just clicking it over one one thing and having a little. He's he, to me, he's pitching a little like freer out there um, with a little less stress, um, and it's it's turned into some really good performances. And speaking of Freddie, he had 11 strikeouts tonight, including five the first six batters he faced. How fun is he to watch when he has a role? Like that? Yeah, that second inning when it was it just he made it look effortless, um, with just commanded really you know life life fastball and off speed on the edges. It's that's tough to handle. And as we just pointed out, he's up to four and zero this month, sub to ERA. Do you feel like he's returned to that somewhat of an all star level? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, like I said, I mean, I think these pitchers go through stretches, you know, um, and Freddie got bit by the home run in the wrong spot earlier in the season with, with men on base. Um, you know, that that's that's the big difference. He's, you know, he's gotten out of that jam, and he got out of that jam today, um, and sometimes that's the difference. But he's, he's, he's pitching at a really high level um, right now. To say the least, Craig. <laughs> pitching at a really high level. He's pitching great. Fangraphs has his war, his wins above replacement, as the best among starting pitchers in the National League. Oh, by the way, with a guy named Corbin Burns. This team is built on pitching. You knew that. And Freddie is rolling 4-0 in his last four starts. Great stuff. Let's relive it. Highlights coming up next on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Good pitching matchup in this one. Freddie Peralta, who's been great in the second half, and Dane Dunning, who's top 10 in all of baseball and ERA coming into this start. The Brewers were trying to get some work early against him with two outs and two strikes in the first. Slantana, Carlos Santana is back. Setting up in the delivery, swinging a fly ball out to right center. Well struck. Tavares back at the warning track. It's 1-0 Brewers. Santana's homered for the second consecutive ball game. It's 1-0 Milwaukee. Jeff Levering's call as it is his sixth home run as a member of the crew and his 18th overall on the season. 1-0 Milwaukee. Freddie Peralta hit the ground running. In fact, he uh, got a fly out on the first batter, Marcus Simeon. Then he hit a roll, a roll. Corey Seager, strikeout on a curveball. Nathaniel Lowe, strikeout looking on a fastball. Adolis Garcia, strikeout swinging on a fastball. Mitch Garver, strikeout swinging on a slider. And then it was Jonah Heim. 1-2 coming back. Swing and a miss, and Freddie Peralta strikes out the side in the second. Five straight Ks for Freddie. He's perfect through two. One nothing. Brewers still lead it, though. They needed to get some runs for him, and Willie Adamas starting to show some signs of life yesterday. He had three hits in the game, and a number two-out rally formed in the third inning for the crew. A two-out walk to Santana. A bunt surprise single by Sal Freelich, first and second for Willie. 2-2 pitch, lined into left field. That's down for a hit. Santana's around third. He is going to score. Stopping at second is Freelich. It's an RBI single for Willie Adamas, and Willie Adamas starting to get hot at the plate at the right time. It is two to nothing, Milwaukee. Sorry, Lana, cut you off there, buddy. Uh, two for two there for Willie Adamas at that point in the game. Remember that a little bit later. Bottom of the third was a massive moment for Freddie Peralta. He struggled in this frame. A couple of bloop singles to start the inning. An RBI fielder's choice and runners on the corners for Tavares. He advanced to second on a balk. 
but with two outs, a pair of walks to Seager and Nathaniel Lowe. That would load the bases. He's well over 30 pitches at this point. And Adolis Garcia leads the AL and runs batted in. Bases loaded, two outs. Big moment. What does Freddie do? Huge pitch coming right here. Nowhere to put Garcia for Peralta. Brings home the 3-2 pitch. Popped him up. Foul territory, first base side. Santana dancing underneath of it. Makes the catch. And Freddie Peralta gets out of the jam. That was the moment. Only one run scoring in that third. That would be the only run scored by the Rangers all afternoon. The Brewers' offense would respond in the sixth inning. Bruce Bochy got greedy. He tried to bring his starter back out for another inning. Try to keep things going with Dane Dunning. Willie Adamas said, uh-uh, I've already seen you twice. 3-2. Drive out towards right center, headed towards the bullpen. Back is Garcia, and it is gone. Willie Adamas with a solo homer. He's got his second consecutive three-hit game. Willie on fire. He needed an opposite field homer like that to get off the schneid. The Brewers never looked back from there. They added an RBI single later in the inning for Monasterio. Then, back-to-back doubles from Contreras and Santana. And the 1-1. And Santana rips one into the left center field gap. That's going to get down. Two hops to the wall. Contreras is jogging home. Santana hustling into second. And he slides in there head first safely with an RBI double. It's 5-1 Brewers here in the seventh. Even Mark Canna, who didn't start the game, added an RBI later, which would bring us to the final. 6-1, the Brewers win the series in Texas. They've guaranteed a winning road trip of nine games, their fifth win of the trip, and they'll go for the sweep tomorrow against Max Scherzer and the Rangers. We'll wrap up the program after this and give you the schedule on WTMJ. Seconds left. Let's start with the good news. The Blue Jays have a 4-3 lead on the Reds right now. They're at the top of the seventh inning, but the Brewers are guaranteed to maintain their at least two-game lead. We'll see if it becomes three-game lead by the end of the night. The Cubs already won today. They beat the Royals. Tomorrow, we are on the air at 1 o'clock. It'll be the on-deck show. No warm-up show. Just the on-deck show for a 135 first pitch. Max Scherzer against Adrian Hauser to close things in Arlington. My thanks to Craig Kishon and to our producer, Sam Butson. I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging. Hey, WTMJ's John Mercure here. Upgrade and transform your current bathroom space with Sidex window siding and bath. The best in the business is Sidex. Free shower door upgrade when you mention WTMJ or John Mercure. They're doing our project. Old tub shower is out. New beautiful state-of-the-art walk-in shower is going in as we speak. Seasoned design consultants with 30 years of experience. Family-owned since 1988. As a matter of fact, Joe is honoring his dad's legacy with top-tier products and expert craftsmen. It's Sidex, the best in the business.